This is Creation Talk, and today we're on the topic of UFOs and aliens. I'm Paul Price, and today I'm here with Gary Bates. Gary, polls show that most people believe that there is life on other planets, that extraterrestrials exist, and uh, and yet this is, I would say this is not a topic that you hear too much from Christian pulpits across the nation. Why is this something that we're talking about? Why is this something that interested you personally? Well, I think the UFO phenomenon is more of a modern phenomenon. Um, in conjunction with our space age and technology. Uh, the idea, the mystery of, hey, could we visit other planets? Could we find alien life out there has taken hold? And of course, science fiction. And if you think of our great science fiction writers like Jules Verne and H.G. Wells, which uh, who, who wrote about these types of things, yeah, that mainly occurred in about the last hundred years or so. So uh, NASA, you know, the world's premier space agency, has rovers on Mars looking for life. They think where there's water, there's going to be life. So there's there's two issues here we really need to discover. One is it's a pop culture idea, but it's also a serious scientific idea. And the serious scientific idea and the pop culture idea both have the same foundation, and that's evolution. One of the reasons they're looking for water on Mars is they think that we might be able to see evolution occurring there, life occurring in its early stages, and that will solve the, you know, the programming uh, problems that we have for life here on Earth. But even when you watch something like Star Wars or Star Trek, uh, which I like, by the way, but when you see those weird and wonderfully shaped aliens on other planets, the underlying message that most people don't realise is that evolution has taken a different turn in their planet's history, and that's why organisms have kind of evolved differently. So Gary, uh, some of our viewers may not know this already, but uh, I believe your book, Alien Intrusion, was on Amazon's top 50 bestseller list. Is that right? Is that the only creation book to reach that level? Or Yeah, it is. It's the only, because it is a creation theme book, but it's also a very serious look at the subject. And uh, unfortunately, my experience, and if you know anybody in the UFO movement who claims to have seen things or is, has even claimed to be abducted by aliens, for example, when they meet Christians, their ideas are either poo-pooed or, well, it's just all demonic and, and so on and so forth. Were, so, were you a believer when you first started getting interested in this yourself or was was this before you were a believer? Uh, no, I was interested before I became a Christian. I didn't get saved to my adult years. and. You know, I, I thought the universe is probably teeming with life for the very reasons that I mentioned. Movies right. like Close Encounters of the Third Kind almost had a religious effect because, you know, Richard Dreyfus is going into that spaceship. There are these older, that is on the evolutionary scale, wiser aliens. You know, they've been overseeing the Earth, overseeing humans, and then they take him away to some utopian planet where everybody lives in peace and harmony and, you know, we're just primitive you know, reprobates basically here on the earth. So yeah, it had a religious effect. So when I did become a Christian, realizing that, you know, that effect on me when I wasn't a Christian, I thought this is something we need to look at. And as you noted, the church has not really dealt with it. So yeah, it's been a unique field of research and certainly has opened a few eyes. We've had a lot of feedback from Christians and pastors realizing that there's a whole section of the community out there that's deeply involved in this stuff. I think these experiences are widespread, even in the church, and I think a lot of people in the church are afraid 
to bring this up to their pastor or even to mention it to their friends because they think they'll be laughed at, you know, or maybe they, they doubt it themselves. They think maybe that they were going crazy or uh, they had too much pepperoni pizza last night yeah. or something, you know. Well, it's not exactly something you could go to the office uh, and talk around the water cooler, you know, ne the next morning right. about, yes, I was abducted by aliens. I went onto a spaceship. So um, I've spoken in hundreds of churches on this topic, uh, Paul, and without fail, every church I've been to, someone comes up to me and says, I've seen something. And again, like you say, they, they're frightened of what other Christians will think. And pastors don't know that in their churches there are large numbers of people who've seen things and have never had closure. Because with Christians, there's this idea that, well, it might be demonic and why have I seen it? And so I better not mention it to anybody. Yeah. But the fact is UFO sightings, for example, are seen by thousands of people. The Mexico wave in 1997 was seen by probably tens of thousands of people. So Christians are just part of the population that see things in the sky. Now, then there's a deeper area, of course, and that is people that claim they've been abducted. And, you know, I've met hundreds and hundreds of those over the years. And, and again, they often feel marginalised. Some of them, as we, you know, we pointed out in our movie, if I would give that a plug, the Alien Intrusion movie, yeah, we mentioned there that uh, some of these people who've been to the church and they've been ridiculed or marginalised or, you know, told too promptly what it is when people are really guessing what it is. And so they go off to these UFO clinics and research centres where they get embraced and welcomed because people say, hey, you know, we've got people just like you, come on in. And, of course, what does that do? That drives them deeper right. into it. Uh, and the explanation they'll get is these really are aliens flying in their faster than light spaceship and stealthily abducting people yeah. in the middle of the night. Well, of course, that's not what's happening. And, and, and that's one of the things I think that, that is a good tip off. You know, there's a theological aspect to this. There's a religious or philosophical aspect to these experiences. It's not just, oh, you know, I, I saw this thing and, and you know, I, I went up into a spaceship and then I came back down. It, it's more than that. They, as you've mentioned in the movie and in the book, they do get taught ideas that run contrary to the Bible. And so, you know, what's the, what's the reason that, a, that a, a real extraterrestrial would come here just to, uh, I believe the, the quote uh, from the movie is just to teach new, idea, new age ideas, yeah. you know. And, and deny Christianity. And deny Christianity, yeah. exactly. Well, that's a good point. And some might say, well, they're just trying to bring us into a new age and help us get rid of our old fuddy-duddy ideas. Um, People have claimed that Jesus was actually just an advanced extraterrestrial by virtue of his, his advanced technology. That's how come he could raise the dead, turn water into wine, and the Bible records these alien visitations. So some of the UFO believers actually like the Bible. They just think that traditional religious ideas are wrong. But you made a key point there because what the experiences do, it changes people's perceptions. Uh, unquestionably, and people don't have to believe little Joe Christian here. They they can look at the leading UFO researchers in the movie. Nick Redfern has written over 40 books on the subject. He says that's what it does. People's worldviews are changed. You know, the traditional Christian view is God made the universe and human beings were the focal point of it, so much so that when we got it wrong, we messed it all up so drastically that God has to make a new heavens and earth. But 
hang on, that would be really unfair if God created alien life out there and, you know, is he going to destroy them? And so even Christians who get caught up in this have have a, a need or what they do is they try to reinterpret Scripture to accommodate aliens. And that yeah. in itself and is a huge problem. I think that deserves a whole uh, episode in and of itself because there's so much to be said about the the way that, uh, you know, how, do, how does the idea of life on other planets fit in with biblical theology or does it fit? I think that'd be a good topic for another... Well, uh, well in the meantime, they can go to creation.com and if you type in, did God create life on other planets, there's actually an article on it, but we'll do a whole show on that yeah. because I found in the Christian realm that is the most controversial subject uh, that we deal with, you know. Yeah, and, and why would that be? Why do so many Christians want to think that as well? And I do think it, it comes from pop culture. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, one of, one of the points that I really liked about the movie is that it it actually uh, brew out, uh, brought out the the fact that a lot of the people that are having the, these experiences have had some type of uh, dabbling in or connection with the occult, and that bears out in my own experiences. I've I have met somebody. I have not personally had any uh, UFO experiences, but I have met someone who um, said that he saw. A, uh, a UFO shaped like a chrome-covered jellyfish flying in the air yeah, yeah, over, uh, yeah. over the labs in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, where they did the, um, the nuclear testing experiments. Yeah. He, he, and he, this same person thought that they had uh, had experiences with uh, interdimensional beings that were walking through walls. But this person, the key thing is this person was a former TV psychic. Right. So he was involved in the occult, and that matches um, kind of what the film and the and the uh, book brought out. Um, so, yeah, time and time again, we see that uh, that there is a pattern to them. Certain people are more prone to these, but even something as just as a belief that you know aliens are flying millions of light years and can stealthily abduct people in the middle of the night leaves people open to deception. But you also made an interesting point there. You talked about walking through walls. Yeah. So we talked about the evolutionary basis for it all uh, and what we showed in the movie uh, and and also explained is there's been a shift in the UFO movement. They've been studying this for 50, 70 years. And in the early days, it was something called the, the extraterrestrial hypothesis that real physical aliens were coming from millions of light years away and they're faster than light spaceships. We now, now know that is not happening because the laws of physics... Right don't allow it. It's not a matter of advanced technology. You, you cannot do it. And the secular UFO researchers accept that. So they've moved to something called the interdimensional hypothesis, which actually fits the evidence because we never see them entering our atmosphere. When they appear, they're already here, they disappear. And then people have these experiences and they say they go through the walls and the ceilings. So here's the point. Evolution is all about naturalism. How can naturalism account for what even the UFO people ex accept and now realise is what is the interdimensional hypothesis. John Mack, Harvard psychiatrist, professor of Harvard Medical School, says in the movie, we are dealing with spirit beings who should have stayed in their realm but crossed over into ours. He's not a Christian that's saying that. So, Paul, how can evolution, nature is, you know, atoms are all there ever are, ever was or will be, as Sagan said, account for a spiritual realm. Only the Bible has the answer because it's always said there's a spiritual realm. We've had, and it records that we've had visitors from that spiritual realm uh, and we continue to have visitors from those spiritual realm. 
Yeah, what, what's exciting to me about this topic is that this is one of those areas where most Christians feel like it's a weak spot for them, or they don't know what to say about it. And I would say most unbelievers think that Christians are on the back foot with this issue, that they're, you know, old hat, that they, they don't have, they're not with the current times. But the exciting thing is that when you really get and, and you look into the details, mm-hmm. it all points back to the truth of God's Word and to the Bible being uh, accurate. Uh, the Bible's a supernatural book, yeah. and so we should not be surprised to see evidence for the supernatural, and we shouldn't downplay it. And, uh, and I want people to know we're not saying that we don't think that these experiences are real. That's right. <laughs> so we think they very much are real, uh, but we don't think that they are who they claim to be. We don't think that the, uh, the science fiction uh, version of this story is giving the full account. So. Yeah. Well, I would go further and say it's not only that we have answers. I think in the 20 years that I've been doing it, and I said now there's been a shift, this is, in fact, a fantastic way of showing people there is a spiritual dimension to our universe. And if there is a spiritual dimension to our universe, how do we account for it? What's our place in it? And that was one of the exciting things you know we did in the movie was – you know, when it came out, it was in over a thousand theaters around the world. And I've received hundreds of emails. I'm not exaggerating, hundreds and hundreds of emails, most of them from non believers. And here's what they say. So they're so used to being shoehorned by Christians on this topic. But, you know, it's the same as when I go to churches. They were writing in and saying, you know what? It was just like you said. And so that creates, doesn't it, a line of empathy, a bond of empathy. For the first time, you know, maybe Christians actually do understand what happened, and that's why it's very important for us not to debunk it. We need to listen to people's experiences, and where we can unpick it are in the stories they're told. At the beginning, we talked about the religious messages, and yeah, we've kind of come full circle now. Yeah, why would aliens fly millions of light years to deny Christianity, to say Jesus is an advanced extraterrestrial, and to try to teach you new age ideas? John Mack, the Harvard psychiatrist, said that. He said... People become evangelists for kind of new age existential ideas after their experiences. So it seems it's a bit of a competing ideology, and perhaps that's why people's worldviews are changed, deliberately changed. Well, I think uh, this is a very important topic, Gary, and I look forward to uh, getting to hear more about it in future episodes. Uh, And by the way, uh, if you guys didn't know, we did just recently have another episode dealing with a similar topic, ghosts. So check that out on our channel. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 